0: Hello there and welcome to episode lucky number 13 of the from a certain point of view podcast. I'm Josh
1: and I'm Adam
0: and we're back once again to talk Star Wars news reviews and points of view and Adam what have you been up to this week in the world of Star Wars
1: a little bit of this a little bit of that just kind of bouncing around you know watching some Clone Wars again uh, up through like the first third of season five mm-hmm and you're, you're
0: moving along pretty good there with that
1: yeah yeah and uh started reading queen shadow which is a padme novel mm-hmm. uh yep. f- finished up an audiobook listen of from a certain point of view and uh i'm kind of doing all of that uh for the uh for the blog <laughs> which we'll talk about a little bit later i've been i started up a new series on the blog about uh the the canon novels kind of uh, catching up on those so so i kind of been i've been working on that a good bit um what about you josh um
0: let's see this week not not a whole lot in star wars i ha- i have been um paying a lot of attention to all the the news the unofficial news i guess that that's been been going around um on the internet this week about star Wars. And and I did watch a couple episodes of clone wars. Um, I'm moving along at a slower pace as usual.
2: <laughs> um, okay. I'm,
0: pro- I'm probably about, um, I'm getting towards like the, the Mortis arc in season three. Okay. Um, so I got some, some night sister Dathomir stuff, um, which, you know, kind of connects nicely to, um, fallen order. Um, oh yeah. yeah and everything. Yeah. So it, it's, it's cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: seeing all that stuff. Um, so yeah, but basically it's been, been clone wars and, and news and, and listening to some other podcasts and stuff that I, that I'd like to listen to. I like to listen to the, uh, the resistance broadcast that, um, that uh, star Wars Newsnet kind of, it, it puts that together. Right. Um, and I listen to force center with uh, Joseph scrimshaw and Ken Napsok. So I've been doing a little
1: bit of that as well. Cool. Um. Yeah, I was listening to the Coffee with Kenobi is one of my main podcasts. Mm-hmm. So I was listening to that this week as well with uh, Dan Zayer and um, and give him a shout out because he's actually. Uh, uh, I I talked with him, I think two weeks ago, and then uh, last week he he launched a, a new uh, a kind of a consulting service, media service, and we've been talking to him and kind of help getting us on track, you know, starting off a podcast and all that. So, uh, com. If anybody out there is starting up a blog or a, a podcast and, uh, needs some, some pointers and help, uh, Dan Z is the guy to go to. Uh, so, it, and, uh, big thank you to him for, for helping with that. So,
0: yeah, absolutely. A big thank you. And I, I think it's, it's great to, To be a part of like the Star Wars community and to be able to kind of help each other out, and yeah, uh, it's a it's a it's a great fandom that we're a part of. You know, sometimes it it can be viewed as kind of a negative fandom, but I think there's a lot of Uh, it's not great things and
1: positivity to be found. So yeah, yeah, we talked about this on episode two or three or so. Mm -hmm. It's an overwhelmingly positive fan base. Yeah, the, mo- uh, the, the majority a, is definitely that a positive. couple people uh, give a bad rep too. So definitely, um, and
0: we'll probably talk a little bit about that when we come to our our news segment. But um, okay, <laughs> what
1: were you gonna say, Adam? Oh no, no, I'm good.
0: Okay, yeah. um, well, can you tell us about what's coming up on this week's show?
1: Yeah, uh, we've got. Probably a more news-heavy show this week than anything else. Uh, There's been a lot of stuff kind of popping up here and there. Like you said, some of it official, some of it not. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we've got a healthy dose of news to talk about. Uh, Clone Wars trailer dropped, so we're going to be taking a close look at that, and that's going to be the reviews. We're going to kind of dive into that trailer a good bit. And then points of view, I've been wanting to talk about this for a while, but I think this is a good time to kind of take a breath and we want to look at the Darksaber and what makes that such an interesting uh, reveal for the Mandalorian. So we're going to kind of roll back the clock on that and take a look at, you know, where the Darksaber has been and uh, why it's so interesting to a lot of fans and uh, how it got where it is now. So that is episode 13 in a nutshell. Are you ready to jump into it, Josh?
0: Yeah, let's dive into our news-heavy segment for this
1: week. Well, you want the bad news or the really bad news? Our first news topic this week is, uh, we talked about this a little bit before, but Project Luminous, some more little unofficial tidbits have been leaking out about that and uh jordan mason who is the uh editor-in-chief at at cinelinks and has also written for star wars and uh, is a star wars artist for uh, Topps trading cards uh has been kind of leaking some details here and there you know and one of the things that he said earlier this week was that uh first of all there's no tangible information on it so once again this is one of those unofficial things uh Mhm. And, and to keep to keep this in mind like even though this is unofficial like the, it's first of all this could be real this could be not but even if it is real uh this stuff changes so often by the time it gets to us as consumers um that's a good point you know uh, the, even if this is true and I have no reason to, to not trust this um uh, but even if it is true this stuff changes all the time so, uh, but he says that the video game reports that we got earlier th- this month and what th- those were was that there was a new uh, uh Star Wars video game that was gonna be a heavy part of uh Project Luminous and also kind of kicking off that uh high republic era uh uh movie saga trilogy, whatever they have in mind for that mm-hmm. uh that that is actually real and uh the timing is different reported and we talked about this earlier because that was a little bit confusing uh, he says that that is not the actual start of project luminous uh, but it is a uh, uh, but it is a real part of it so and we had talked yeah, about so that, that because be a part of it. yeah remember we were a little bit confused because the timing uh you know it was supposed to kick off this year but then that video game wasn't supposed to come out until next year. And they had reported right. that that was the start of Project Luminous. Uh, but he's saying that, that might not be the case. Uh, but the, mm-hmm. the, the video game news does seem to be real. So, Yeah. Which is exciting. Uh, we were excited about that before. and, and
0: he- Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of exciting stuff about Project Luminous, mm-hmm. if, if the rumors are true. I mean, you know, at first, <clears throat> again, because... Um, And Adam, you just kind of listened to, from a certain point of view, the the, the book that was kind of like almost a a retelling of A New Hope from different perspectives. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I thought Project Luminous was going to be that, but with Empire Strikes Back, since it's like the 40-year anniversary of that. So I thought we were going to be getting, like from a certain point of view, but Empire Strikes Back, you know? Yeah, right. But it seems like it, it might be something totally different and um you know I I think it's first of all exciting to hear that we're going to be getting you know a, a, another video game um that could be set in that time period right which could be really cool but I, lo- I love the idea of this whole story being set like 3 to 400 years before the Skywalker saga um and while I don't want them to rely too heavily on characters that we're already familiar with. I, you know, I think it it would be almost be a given that we would see Yoda in this. Um, But I think it makes sense that one thing this article says is that the Jedi are kind of exploring the unknown regions of the galaxy, Mm -hmm. Um, which would make sense if we think about the rise of Skywalker and how the, the the Jedi texts kind of had you know, information about the unknown regions and, and Exegol and, and the wayfinders and everything like that. Right. Um. So that would, that could be really interesting. And, and I, I also love the idea that <clears throat> it could be a series of films that are connected in a similar way to the MCU and in, in the Marvel universe. Um. So I, I think that could be a, a really cool way to approach this and hopefully it works.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, moving on, this is kind of the major topic of the week. Uh, The Kenobi series has gone through... I don't even know what to call it anymore. Uh, Like, delays maybe, but then some more details come out about that, and we'll just go through it from beginning to end. So on thursday the 23rd it started uh, coming out uh in the evening that the uh, the uh kenobi series was has been halted not canceled but halted uh it was shortened from a, a six episode miniseries down to a four episode miniseries uh this was the is kind of the interesting part It says that two scripts are written uh lucasfilm is looking for a new writer uh there's some of the some of that is weird cuz like we talked about and we remember uh during D23 that Kathleen had said that Kathleen Kennedy had said that uh all the scripts were ready to go um but i you know, i guess some of that stuff just kind of goes back and forth and goes through re- rewrites and you know now they say that there's two actually written and they're looking for a new writer uh to finish it out uh and McGregor and Deborah Chow are both still attached <laughs> to the series mhm and actors were screen testing with Ewan uh prior to the shutdown. Uh now this went through all kinds of uh discussion on yeah, uh, yeah. on the internet. And, and Ewan even
0: and, spoke out about this himself as well.
1: Yeah, and that's what I wanted to that's what I was gonna touch on here. Um Ewan kind of himself got out there and put out some fires. Uh and and he basically said that it's it's really not even delayed that even the release it hasn't been pushed back uh just the filming has right <clears throat> it was part of that mm-hmm. makes sense cuz especially if you're cutting it uh cutting it down uh in in, in length from you know you're chopping a, a whole third of it off there uh as far as the number of episodes then that mm-hmm. would make sense how you could push filming back and still make a projected release date um but basically he's saying it was supposed to start shooting in August and now, uh, won't start shooting until uh, January of 2021. Right. And, uh, he, he there's even a, a, a funny little, uh, <laughs> video of him talking about it. I don't know if you saw this. Um, I didn't see the video, okay. but
0: I heard, I heard his quotes where, you know, yeah. it seemed like he's just trying kind of trying to say, okay, guys, this isn't, this isn't that big of a right. deal. <laughs> right? Um,
1: <clears> and, 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 know. and and that's mainly what the video says. You know, he says he says he kind of kind of jokes and says it's been very dramatic what you see online. And yeah. He says there's all yeah, kind, it's not that dramatic. He says there's all kinds of uh, crap online about it, but he, does, yeah. he doesn't use that word.
2: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you yeah.
1: know, in very you in fashion, he kind of got out there and put out uh, a lot of the fears, put put down a lot of the fears. I'm glad he spoke out this. about this yeah.
0: because, I mean, this is where the kind of. And I'm not saying it's it's Star Wars fans necessarily, but this is where some of that negative stuff can come in where, you know, people try to drive a certain narrative. And, you know, as soon as something comes out, it just gets taken kind of out of proportion and everything. Yeah. Um,
1: and that's not even like you said, that's not even just Star Wars fans. That's just now that's, no, just, that's just the Internet in general now.
0: Right. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> so we have to be really careful, you know when we see things that that aren't even officially released it's not even official news you know it's just kind of yeah. rumors and conjecture and everything that um you know we can't uh, it just goes back to that old adage i guess it's an old adage that you can't believe everything that you you see on the internet you know um <laughs> but i mean so there is some truth to to this but i mean we even yeah. like in our last episode we decided intentionally not to talk about oh, the, the cancellation the stuff that yeah. it was completely cancelled. Mm-hmm. You know, because that was the first thing that came out about it. Yeah. Um was that it was like completely cancelled. And we, we you and I just said we're not even gonna talk about this. Um right. Because it's just it's just ridiculous. And um so now you know it's it's they De- they were saying it's like delayed indefinitely or whatever. So that um, yeah, that
1: was the that was the initial kind of phrasing from some of these outlets and right. Yeah, uh, and that wasn't the case at all and no. And and
0: right. again, it's just it's just all to get clicks and and everything. Yeah. Um and it's 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 unfortunate. Now, uh, certainly there is some truth behind the fact that there's like a a little bit of a delay. Um but you know, it's just important not to jump the gun on these things. Yeah, I think. But but yeah, it was it was Personally, interesting. That,
1: I'll I'll take Ewan's word over anybody's uh, over anybody yeah. else's. You know, Um, right. So I'll go um, with what he says.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. And there, and there were a couple more interesting things about this too. The first thing is like you mentioned at D twenty three, Kathleen Kennedy seemed very confident in the scripts they had, and they were they were and, ready to go. Right. Um,
1: and I so, just want to add that even Ewan is still very confident in these scripts because he has yeah, said, yeah. A, he said a few times, uh, the "Scripts are very good. They just want to make them better." Uh, right. Track, sure. I can get behind that. So yeah, um, make
0: it the best you possibly can. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Another thing was Ewan di- said he didn't he hadn't heard or that the, the series was shortened by you know a couple episodes or anything. that wasn't something that he was aware of. Okay. Um, so I thought that was interesting too. Um, so, uh, you know, again, I don't, I don't think any of that's confirmed. We could still end up getting that's six true. episodes. Yeah, you true. know what I mean? Um, so, you know, until it's a, until it's official, it's not official. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess
1: is what I'll say Urgent. about that.
0: Um, any other thoughts that you had about this particular no. article?
1: No, I think we, I think we beat it to, to death.
0: All right. So <laughs> we like to do. Yeah. Um, so moving on to our next article for this week comes from IGN and it says the latest rumor indicates that a new star Wars Knights of the old Republic project is underway at EA and looks to quote integrate elements from the first two games in order to bring certain things into the current star Wars canon. Um, So they were obviously Lucasfilm was obviously listening to our podcast when we talked about hundred percent, our video games that we want to see. And I had mentioned, you know, a a reboot of the, or, you know, sort of an updated version of Knights of the old Republic. So it it, clearly they're listening to us, Adam.
2: Yeah. hundred (laughs) percent.
0: Yeah. Um, Or it was merely just an awesome coincidence, but, but yeah, I mean, I obviously am super excited about this idea. And, but my question is, is this the project luminous video game, but it's going to kind of, be similar to Knights of the Old Republic, but be like 300 to 400 years before instead of, you know, um, is this the same thing or is this different? You know, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Uh, I mean, it could go either way. Um, Yeah, it could. I I think one thing that people have to remember is that just, you know, if this does end up being a reimagining, it doesn't mean that it has to take place around the same characters, around the same story, or even around the same time period Uh, Is anything that Happened in Legends. Uh, mm-hmm. This is gonna be if the, if this happens, if this is real, uh, and you know it actually makes it to our hands, it's gonna be a reimagining of that of that of that stuff. And like the article says, there'll be elements uh, that are brought in, but mm-hmm. it's not gonna be the same as what we know before. Uh, right. you know, very much the way the the sequel trilogy worked, uh, where there are elements of you know, what, what came uh, before, uh, but it's a very different story. Uh, so something to keep in mind going forward is just because this might be called old, old Republic or, or whatever, uh, you know, the, the, it, it might even be called Knights of the High Republic. You know? I was just going to say
2: that. <laughs> um, uh, yeah.
1: But uh, in the, I mean, and uh, you know, you you think of Knights of the Old Republic, and like, you immediately think of things like Revan and mm-hmm. and stuff, and Malak, and stuff like that.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. You know, those characters could still be very involved with this, even if it is a different time period. And, and yeah, they could still bring those characters that, in. Right, yeah. And, and that means just in canon, they just lived during a different time period than they did in Legends, and that's the only you know. Um, right. That that that's a uh, it's a very real possibility. So. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I guess I'm really hoping that actually that this is the same video game that they're talking about with Project Luminous, because uh, you know I think and if they if they called it High Republic instead or something, there you know, they're, I like the idea <clears throat> of all these different forms of medium, video games, comics, novels, films, all being tied together in this big universe, and yeah. um, you know, and I, I know I've said it before, and I'll say it again, it works so well for Marvel and And it's
1: worked well for star Wars in the past too. I mean, right.
0: And I think that could work for star Wars again, you know? Um, so I would just love to see that connectivity because a a lot of people have complained about the fact that, you know, if you're somebody that's invested in in the canon and the novels and the comics and everything, um, the, the, the current films we have, especially the Skywalker saga, there, there's not a lot of, There's some connective tissue, but it's not as connected as it could be. And sometimes it makes you feel like, oh, why am I reading all this stuff when it doesn't really matter in the films? Um, So for them to do it this way and have it all be connected, I think that would be fantastic.
2: Yeah.
1: I think it would get a lot of fans Uh, on on board. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm all for that. Definitely. Um,
0: So moving on to our last article for this week. It also comes from IGN. And it is the fact that Colin Trevorrow confirmed that the Duel of the Fates script leak was real. Um, Mm -hmm. So we had... Let There's been all kind.
1: Can- I've seen all kinds of funny stuff on Twitter about this. Like, yeah, uh, well, so I remember I saw a picture of <laughs> Colin Trevorrow with a fake mustache and a top hat, and like that was the, <laughs> that was the person that was leaking all this.
0: <laughs> I fully believe that, and I was going to get into that. <laughs> okay, um, so
2: yeah,
0: I, I, I absolutely think it was him. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to explain why here in a second. But right. if we look at, at Colin Trevorrow's tweet, it says, "Yeah, he, there's images of concept art," and he yeah, says, "Yes, right. this is from Duel of the Fates." But I'd never kill R2. He just took a bad hit. Happens to all of us.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so I think he's kind of saying something within that tweet too that he kind of took a bad hit. And yeah, and I think I think what happened here is Colin Trevorrow is trying to save face, basically. In in my opinion, and I could be wrong. Uh, Again, this is speculation. Um, But uh, uh, it was in early December, I think, before The Rise of Skywalker came out, and we had uh, Jason Ward, who runs um, Making Star Wars, um, Making Star Wars website, Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: he had released an article about what trevorrow's script looked like and things that happened in it and um and Colin Trevorrow kind of responded that to that tweet and he said oh that's that's rough he's like i normally don't and i'm paraphrasing but he says normally i don't comment on these sort of things but th- this none of this stuff happened in my script <laughs> um <laughs> and then like mysteriously about a month later Jason Ward releases another oh, yeah. article saying that he got a chance to Read the script and everything in a in some private room somewhere, um right right, so I think that you know Colin trevorrow was like, here let's set the record straight, let's leak this out because this is what the script actually was, and um so that's what I believe i you know again I, that's purely speculation, I could be wrong, but just putting the pieces together um you know I, and and Colin here is confirming that that the leak was real, so
2: yeah
0: uh, i'm I'm still happy with the version of episode nine that we got.
1: Yeah, um, very much so
0: over this, but that's kind of what I think happened.
1: Yeah, I could see that. I I guess I I really didn't follow this much this past week. Mm-hmm. I, I saw I saw that stuff, but I I and like I, said, I saw some of the funny stuff around it, but like for me it just doesn't matter anymore, you know. Like like for right. me it's just a it's just a previous version of episode 9 that we just didn't see and uh it happens with every single movie you know it happened with star wars in 1977 Mm -hmm. it happens every time since then so it's for me it's just a a version that we didn't see and uh this talk that that they see about you know which which was which was better i mean it's just it's just a waste of time so oh yeah um,
0: i mean I completely agree with you. I, I think the, the most interesting part of it for me is is not the script itself, but just how, how it happened, how, how it came there. out. I think yeah. that's for me, that's the interesting part of it, um, yeah. because like you said, episode nine, The Rise of Skywalker is canon. And to me, that's part of the Star Wars history. Nothing yeah. else matters yeah. that I accept that as as the star Wars history, basically in Canon and everything. Um, so like you said, anything else was just, and there's a, there's a reason that they replaced him with JJ J. Abrams, you know,
1: it just um, wasn't the story that they were looking for. And that's, you know, right. There's and no, there's nothing wrong with that from, uh from Lucasfilm standpoint, there's nothing wrong with that from JJ right. standpoint or Colin's standpoint, you know, it's just, it wasn't the story they wanted to go with. So,
0: yeah. And I think for me, if I, if I sat down and I read JJ and Chris Terrio's script versus Colin Trevorrow's, I would have, you know, I would have done the same thing. I would have chosen JJ. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Personally for Um, me, I
0: would have too. Because, you know, I, I just thinking about the script, I think there's so many like interesting things that that happen and so many great things that happen in the rise of Skywalker. Some of them to me, not executed quite as well as maybe they could have been, but just the script itself. Like if I was just reading the script and mm-hmm. I, w- I was, you know, very like, Oh, this is awesome. You know, this is great stuff. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I would yeah. like to see the full uncut edit- unedited script at some point. Yeah. You know, just, just to see all these ideas fleshed out, you know, um, definitely. That would be I'm really not, cool to see. I'm not doing the release of JJ cut. That's not what I'm saying. No, I'm not no, saying, no. I'm just going to want to see. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I know we'll get some of that in the, in the novelization. Um, but you know just to kind of see the full uh breadth of everything that they wanted to do uh, I think that would be really interesting
0: agreed well that is i believe it for the news this week is that right
1: yeah that's all that's all we got
0: okay so now we're going to take a look at the clone wars trailer I'm in so our excited. review segment
1: yes <laughs> let's do it My disappointment in your performance cannot be
2: overstated.
1: Okay, this week the Clone Wars Season 7 trailer dropped, and oh boy, uh, what a trailer, man. Um, it's epic, yeah. Uh, so we wanted to use this, we had this in the news, and then we uh, you had uh kind of thought about moving this to the reviews section, uh, which makes sense because there's a lot to talk about in this. Uh, so yeah, kinda, yeah, we didn't
0: really have anything else to re- review yeah, this week, but right. so we could definitely just review yeah. the trailer.
1: So it kind of gives us some room to breathe here on this trailer, because mm-hmm. there's a lot to talk about. Uh, I want to kind of go through this piece by piece and we'll talk about it, uh, in general overall, uh, afterwards, but this is about a two minute trailer. Uh, it, Opens with, you know, a very Star Wars shot, kind of the pan down on the planet and uh, Maul in the background uh, saying that the the galaxy uh, will be remade. And you see a shot of, uh looks like a Bo-Katan, uh, Kreeze, I believe.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, right that's got to be the, Bo-Katan. Looking, I'm guessing that's got to be like the,
1: the, the Siege of Mandalore yeah. or yeah. something like that. And uh it says that the Jedi and the Republic will die. Uh so over that we you know we get some shots of clone troopers and uh there's one with Obi-Wan and uh, uh Obi Wan and Mace windu they're Mace, kind of yeah. facing down a, a legion of, of battle droids. So like I said, uh Maul says that the Jedi and the Republic will die, and you get this nice little shot of just close up on his eyes. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a lot of really cool
0: action shots in this trailer too.
1: Overall. Yeah. There's a lot of really cool action, um, Mm -hmm. action scenes, Uh, the very next scene. And I think we'll talk about this a little bit more afterwards, uh, but the next scene is uh, Obi-Wan around uh, a a table of hollow projections. Uh, Actually, I'm sorry. Um, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, Mm -hmm. Uh, it kind of goes back and forth. So uh, Mace Windu is there uh, with Yoda. This is in the temple, and they're around a, a hollow projection of... Uh, it looks like they're kind of planning out a, a battle here or yeah. an attack. Um, one of the very interesting things that you that you see here is that it looks like in the top right corner of that table uh, mm-hmm. is Caleb and his master, uh, which Caleb yep. would later be, you know... Kanan. Kanan yeah mm-hmm. so yeah, little Rebels tie in yeah
0: yeah I love that that's great yeah looking um, forward to seeing that
2: but
1: the audio here and you do get a shot of Obi-Wan but the audio here that's important I think is uh, that Mace gives his uh, sense a plot to destroy the Jedi yeah this to me this is the
0: most interesting part of the trailer um because there there seems to be yeah. overlap with episode
1: 3. And there's another another scene that I think confirms but we'll get back to that in a mm-hmm. little bit. But yeah. Um yeah, that that's a that's a line from episode 3, like straight from the movie.
0: Uh right. So the this this season could kind of take place some of it could take place at the same time as the events of Revenge of the Sith, which is I think really exciting and really interesting and um you know i'm i'm excited to see how that's going to play out maybe we we see something else that's going on at the same time as the events of revenge of the sith are
2: unfolding
1: right right uh, and like i said there's another scene that i want to talk about later that kind of deals that, with that same idea mm-hmm. and,
0: and for me like when when we had rebels i i really want, and we didn't really get this necessarily i wanted to see rebels like lead right into like the Battle of Scarif, and mm-hmm. um, yeah. and having those characters involved with that with that battle above Scarif in space, and we we really didn't get that, but it seems like with Clone Wars in this final season, we might we might get it leading right into the events of Revenge of the Sith, which which I think is exciting.
1: Right. Uh, our next shot is uh, Maul again uh, with uh, one of the clone troopers, and it kind of looks like clicks uh, I'm sorry I'm uh, uh, Jesse actually uh mm-hmm. you can kinda see by the tattoo on his face that it looks like yeah uh Jesse. And doing kind of a Kylo Ren uh force <laughs> right 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 trying to like maybe pull some information pull some out memory. of his yeah, memory yeah, yeah, right, yeah right right mm-hmm. um with Jesse you know resisting um mm-hmm. Get a little Yoda shot uh, say with him saying, great, terror, great, great care we must take.
0: Which is also something he says in Revenge of the Sith. Right, right. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and then we get uh, an action shot with Ahsoka. She's on a speeder bike uh, racing across what looks like Coruscant.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely Coruscant, I'm thinking. Right.
1: And I'm not quite sure who she's with there, to be honest. Yeah, uh, I'm not um, sure who that is. And I have to go back and watch season seven. I'm not sure if that's a character that's been introduced yet or not.
2: I'm right. Leaning yeah, it could towards, be I'm but. leaning towards a new character. I'm
1: leaning towards a new character. But uh-huh. she asked why anyone would walk away from being a Jedi. And we get a shot of her, you know, walking away from Anakin after she does leave the Jedi Order.
0: Yeah. I think that that could be a big part of her,
1: her kind of storyline in this yeah. season. Yeah, definitely. Um,. And then we get some Ahsoka dialogue, uh, which I think is important for her motivations and in, in what she's done. Uh, she says that they're supposed to be keepers of the peace, not soldiers.
0: Mm-hmm. And I which think- is that Mace Windu said that I think, right? Right. In uh, In Attack of the Clones.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then we also get some interesting dialogue again. From this time, from Rex. Uh, and he says that the Clone Wars have mixed feelings about the war. Um, you know, in he says without it, they wouldn't exist. You know, it, it, it yeah. gave them life. And he doesn't really finish that thought, but, you know, the, the, the other part of that thought is that it's the thing that gave them life, but it's also the thing that gives them death.
0: Right, and, and, and the fact that they with order 66 turn on the Jedi who they they've grown yeah. very close with. And I, right. I love the humanity that this show gives to the clones because yeah. you, you know, in the movies, we don't see a lot of that. And, you know, I, I think this show just shows us the the human side of the clones and that they each yeah, have their own personalities yeah. and yeah, you and really they grow. Really,
1: right. Right. You really grow yeah. to appreciate all these different clones and all these different characters and how very different they are uh, even coming from the same, same person uh you know how they all grow to uh, kind of develop their own personalities and their own character traits and their own flaws and strengths and all this other stuff uh even you go back to the very early episodes of the series where yoda's speaking with them in 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 a cave and Mm -hmm. how he talks about how they're all very different presences within the force within the force yeah definitely right
0: yeah so i think that was my favorite line from the trailer for sure just yeah. that contempl the contemplative nature of, of that line of, you know, without the war we wouldn't have existed, but with it, it's what has it turned us into, or what have we become? Almost, yeah. you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so we get some more di- uh, mall dialogue uh, after this. Uh, he says everything. This is all part of the plan. Uh, you know, the plan, and everything is about to change.
0: Yeah. Uh, now, so it, he kind of. Uh, I'm guessing he's referencing Palpatine's plan. I would imagine.
1: Because, um, I mean, so he, he would know about this. Uh, he
0: would know about it, yeah. I mean, he I'm sure he would know about it back from the events of the, the Phantom Menace and everything. Sure. So, yeah, I, th- I think um, if this trailer is any, any indication, I think Maul's presence in this final season is going to be a very large presence, I th- it seems.
2: Right. So
1: And again, uh, some more montages of some really cool action scenes. Some with Ahsoka with a speeder bike and, you know, uh, some Clone Wars action, some Anakin action, uh, lightsaber. Um, But then I want to talk about this scene because this is kind of one of those scenes that I think ties in again with Revenge of the Sith. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this is the scene with Anakin and the hollow projection of Padme. Yep. Where they kind of touch hands. Mm -hmm. But she's also holding her stomach.
0: Right. She's clearly pregnant and... And he, Anakin didn't discover that she was pregnant until the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, correct? Right. So, so yeah, I think I mean, I don't that think, takes
1: place after, after what happened there.
0: Yeah, it has
2: but, to. But I mean, I don't think turn. Dave
0: Colony would make that mistake, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, right. Right. So I, I think it certainly indicates that that, this season will kind of overlap with Revenge of the Sith because we don't really know how much time passes throughout the events of Revenge of the Sith. You know, it, it could have been yeah, a, right. Could have been a few months. Who knows? You know what I mean.
2: So
1: yeah, and then uh, you know Maul kind of picks up his dialogue from before there, and he says that every choice made has led to this, and him and Ahsoka are in a, a chamber of sorts. Mm-hmm. And kind of getting ready to to, to face off, Ahsoka uh, with dual blue sabers here, which is interesting. Interesting to me because she's had green before.
0: Yeah, that, that's pretty. That's pretty sweet that she has the dual yeah. sabers going. Yeah, um, so she's
1: she's always had. Like she's had the dual green before, but she's never had dual blue that I can remember. So. Do so you think that here. this
0: is a, a palace on Mandalore that they're Could confronting be. each other in? Could be. Um, it looks familiar to me, you know, from, right. from some of the Clone Wars episodes on Mandalore. Yeah. But, um, so, you know, I'm wondering if, you know, obviously we don't see Ahsoka in the events of Revenge of the Sith, so I wonder if she's more part of the, the events that happen on Mandalore simultaneously while the events yeah. of Episode 3 are taking place with our main characters, you know, like Anakin and Obi-Wan and everything.
1: Right so uh after that we basically get a a couple more montage scenes of you know action sequences and things Mm -hmm. of that nature and then we get our our official date the the 21st which was kind of talked about before but now it's out there officially so um less than a month you've got less than a month to wrap up three seasons josh oh i mean this trailer though just (laughs) got me so excited to do
0: it like i really want to dive in and watch like three episodes a day or something for like the next month but um uh, this just got me super excited. I mean, this tra- yeah. this is I don't know, might be the best trailer for an animated <laughs> show that I have ever seen. It could, um, be, could be. It, it's just awesome. I and,
1: uh, I still remember seeing um Thrawn in the Rebels trailer and how oh, that blew yeah, my yeah. mind. That uh,
0: was pretty good. That was pretty but good.
1: this ranks up there easily. This trailer is just I I can't say enough about it. I love this trailer. Um Yeah, it's fantastic. I love the Clone Wars as a series. Uh, it's, yeah. it's even slightly above rebels for me still. Um, yeah. I think it's getting... possible
0: that when, by the time I reach the end of it, it could, it could be right up there for me too. Yeah. Um, and I love that Dave Filoni is given the opportunity to finish what he started yes. um, and, you know, finish the clone wars in the way that he wanted to finish it and lead it right into revenge of the Sith. <laughs> um, it's very exciting. And I, I think what's also interesting is we could, we could learn things in this final season that even tie into the Mandalorian. Um, um yeah, for sure. You know, with, for with sure. the dark saber, possibly maybe we learn how Bo-Katan loses the, the dark saber. Yeah. Um, you know, who knows? I don't know when that happened in
1: the time. Like maybe um, get to see Moth uh, Moff Gideon. Maybe it's possible.
0: Um, and, and also just like what happened uh, well, maybe to Mandalore
1: you know, before possibly. he was a Moff.
0: Yeah. Um, so we know we get some Mandalore stuff though in rebels yeah so i'm trying to remember like who had the because actually now that i think about it um
1: well, how about we how about we save that for uh are you asking about dark yeah saber? so we're going we to talk about that how about, yeah how about we just kind of move into
0: <laughs> this is going to transition nicely into our segment on the dark saber in our in yeah. our points of view so why don't you hit the cue and then we'll just dive right into that right, yeah st- we'll
1: just jump in yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay That many of the truths we cling to depend greatly on our own point of view okay, so dark saber uh dark kind of came back into our our fandom consciousness again uh with the eighth episode of um the Mandalorian uh where we see that moff Gideon now owns the dark Sabre that's what he uses to cut himself out of the wreckage of the tie fighter
0: that was a very unexpected reveal. I was very surprised yeah, by very that very
1: un- very unexpected. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when we talked about it back then that you know when you start dealing so closely with mandalore and mandalorians um uh, that you always kind of wonder if you could maybe see something like that and i th- i think that i was maybe like expecting uh like a glimpse of it somewhere you know mm-hmm. like maybe it was laying on a mantle somewhere you know that type of thing um you could just I kind guess of I see was where kidnapped. it ended up but then to right. see it in action like live action is just that just blew yeah. me away
0: that was cool seeing something that's been animated become really? live action. And I like, I was expecting to see maybe a character, you know, that that we've seen before, not necessarily the, the yeah. dark saber, yeah. but seeing like a character, you know, like a Ahsoka or Sabine or Bogotan right. or somebody like that, you know? Right. Um, but I thought it
1: was really cool. Yeah. So if, uh, so the reason why I, I kind of want to talk about this and if you're listening and you're not quite as familiar with, with the dark saber, maybe haven't watched all the animated series, uh, you might not kind of you, you. might not share in the excitement that everyone else that has you know seen and and read and and done all this other stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you, you just might not be that quite as, or you might not get the excitement around this. You know, so right. I kind of want to take a, a step back now that we're a little bit removed from the Mandalorian and we have some time to to. Kind of dive deep into these topics, uh, and I wanted to look at the dark saber first, uh, just because you know it's it's kind of front and center with the Mandalorian right now. So, uh, what we're, what we want to talk about here is I want to talk about you know first of all kind of a history of of the dark how it kind of came to be, where it's where it's been, it what makes it different, and you know why this is so exciting. So. Let's go all the way back uh, to, and I believe that this was talked about in Rebels, uh, kind of where the dark kind of got its start. Uh, it was created by uh, uh, Tari Vizla, uh, who was actually the first Mandalorian ever inducted into the Jedi Order, and this was way back. Uh, this is over a thousand years before the events of Episode Four, uh, A New Hope. Right. Uh, so this one goes, you know, way back in time. Uh, we're you know we're talking old republic here so uh after after Vizsla's passing and that name Vizsla is going to keep coming up uh
2: mm-hmm.
1: a- around this dark uh so yes that family is heavily involved with the dark yeah very much so uh so after after Vizsla uh, dies uh the dark is kept in the Jedi temple um but then during the fall of the old republic uh members of house visla or clan visla uh stole uh the dark saber from the jedi temple during during that during during a uh, conflict there uh so pretty much after that it has been passed down among members of house visla for years uh you know decades and generations it stays with house visla um so at
0: this point, we're kind of following the the path of the the dark right. saber, yeah,
1: and it basically stays there up until uh, this is twenty twenty one uh, BBY. So if you're not familiar, BBY stands for before the Battle of Yavin. Uh, the Battle of Yavin is where the first Death Star was blown up. So basically, Episode Four. Uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: So this is twenty one years before Episode uh, Four. It's still in the possession of House Visla, uh, but it's it's now owned by Pre-Visla, uh, uh, Pre Vizsla, uh who is the leader of Death Watch and also the leader of of that house of that family. Um, and this is kind of where we start seeing some segments of Mandalorian culture kind of broken up this way. And I think that that's still going to come into play later on, especially in in Mandalore, uh, the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where that's still kind of an idea that, that's held on to, uh, with with different clans and you know different houses and things like that. Um, and previously, uh uses the the dark saber, and he actually leads a, a uh, successful takeover of of Mandalore. Um, and then after that, uh, Darth Maul actually this is so we're getting into Clone Wars area, uh, era TV shows here, mm-hmm. um. Darth Maul uh, kills Vizsla and takes the Darksaber as his own. Uh, this kind of is important because it it, it it lends uh, it it kind of introduces you to this Mandalorian idea that the dark doesn't actually truly change ownership until a, a new wielder uh, bests the old wielder in combat. Uh, so Darth Maul becomes the true owner of the dark after he kills Pre Vizsla. So, Mm um, uh, Maul at that point, um, takes, uh, Vizsla's place as the leader of, uh, of Death Watch and Maul basically keeps the Darksaber for a long time after that, um, he continues to use it in uh you know several episodes of clone wars uh, in several different battles and he actually uses it to kill satine uh um uh in, in, in right in front of obi-wan that's kind of one of his right. vengeful tactics against obi-wan you know uh mm-hmm. is is to kill satine and and satine is kind of obi-wan's you know love interest really for lack of a better word um that's always one of the interesting aspects of, of clone wars is to see that and anakin's not the only one that deals with those types of feelings and right obi-wan, Obi-Wan, did Obi-Wan as well. talks about it too and mm-hmm. you know that you know jedi still have those feelings but it's a, mm-hmm. it's a matter of balancing out those feelings right um so, uh, you know, Maul basically keeps this, uh, the dark saber and it ends up in, uh, on, on Dathomir in and the dark sisters that, uh, in the, in the dark, in the night sisters lair,
2: mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and it stays there up until, uh, you know, we go back to, to rebels now. Um, uh, this is during the time of the empire, uh, Sabine Ren, uh, one of the main characters of rebels, uh, uh, basically gets the the dark saber from that from Dathomir, uh within that night sister's lair and uh you know, there's there's a whole arc where, she, where she's possessed by a, by a night sister spirit and uh um Ezra has to to, to break the altar uh, where the where the dark saber was kept to uh, to kind of break that hold on on, Satine, on Sabine and after that uh the dark saber ends up in the hands of Sabine for a little bit. Uh she begins to train uh Kanan uh, Jarrus, uh begins to train her uh to use the dark saber at that point. And uh she uh Sabine ends up taking it to uh to her family. Uh they they, they travel uh to, to her family to to try to find some additional support for their fight against the empire. Uh Sabine uh becomes the the rightful wielder of, of the dark saber after she defeats uh Gar Saxon uh, which is a a governor of Mandalore at that time. Uh she defeats him in battle and that's actually when she becomes the rightful owner of the dark saber.
0: Yeah, that's actually like Sabine's arc with the dark saber and mm-hmm. and her training and everything. That's one of my actually one of my favorite character arcs in in Rebels. It's really well um, done. It's yeah. really
1: well done. Yeah, Th- those episodes as a whole are just really quality episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're actually really getting close to bringing us current here, uh, but after after that. Uh, Sabine actually hands the Darksaber over to, to Bo-Katan Kryze, which is Satine Kryze's uh, sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she hands that over to Bo-Katan uh, for her to lead the Mandalorians in the fight against the Empire. And that's really where we know for sure that it stays until we see it again in uh, um, The Mandalorian with Moff Gideon. Yeah. Uh so, yeah, so that
0: brings us up to The Mandalorian and what we the last yeah. time we've seen
1: it. Yeah, so that's uh trying to do some quick math in my head, but but Mandalorian is nine nine A B Y, and I want to say so that's probably about twelve years uh, of time. Can yeah, we take
2: probably? Mm-hmm. So
1: it's probably about twelve. Yeah, it's probably about twelve years of time in between uh, when Bo Katan has it and we see it again with Moff Gideon.
0: Yeah. So now that I think about it, I, I guess what what we what we don't know is, you know, how did it go from Bo-Katan to Moff Gideon, and, and maybe that's right, right. something we'll learn in in the Mandalorian. But now that yeah. I think about the timeline and everything, we're we're obviously not going to get that answer in the Clone Wars. Um, um,
1: I don't know. I mean,
0: I mean, just I, because you know, we we see the events of Rebels that take place after the Clone Wars and and where the Dark Saber is and everything, you know, yeah. So now I yeah. now I think
1: yeah. about it yeah 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 I guess you you are right about that right um so uh, the dark saber though uh, we haven't really talked about like what it is so that's kind mm-hmm. of that's kind of the history of it the the dark is actually the only one that we know of it's a black bladed lightsaber lightsaber yeah it's very unique yeah very different it's it's a black mm. blade with with a white uh, kind of. Uh, like like electrical outline types it's it's, it's yeah. yeah um it's very different for a, as a, you know kind of a lightsaber right it, it it's shorter than than most lightsabers and it's actually shaped like a, like a sword uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's not a, like the rounded sword, yeah. yeah it's not like the yeah. round you know the straight edge with like the rounded tip mm-hmm. it, it looks like a sword you know it looks like a blade uh which makes uh,
0: which makes me wonder you know with with some of the stuff that we could be getting in the high Republic era. Mm -hmm. Um, if if that's true, you know, could we see some different styles of lightsabers maybe? And, and, you know, and I don't want them to go too far with it or anything, but, um, you know, it could be interesting to see some, some different types of lightsabers, different lightsaber colors, um, stuff like that. I think that could
1: be, that could be pretty interesting. Yep. Um, it, it, it also, the crystal, that powers the blade, um, also served as a conduit for, for force energy. Uh mm-hmm. which basically means that the the wielder's thoughts and actions can kind of guide it can kind of guide the blade itself. Uh so you see that when it's in the hands of someone who's a little more unstable, a little more uh kind of like maul uh, where it becomes a little less uh what do I want to say it becomes a little more erratic in, in in its power, I guess. You kind of see some more electricity flying around it. You kind of see it, it's not quite as uh, solid as it is in other hands.
0: Right. That makes
1: sense. Yeah. Uh. So it's um also capable of parrying lightsaber blades, which we see a, a number of times, you know, because it, mm-hmm. it's in a number of different battles. Um, but it, it's also interesting because it, it says, uh, that they're actually drawn towards each other almost like a ma- magnetic pull.
0: That's interesting.
1: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I didn't al- realize that. Yeah. So it's almost kind of like they're a little bit like opposites, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. it, if you described mm-hmm. it like if you, if you described it magnetically, uh, where they're right, being attracted kind of attract towards to each, each other, other. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, so a very different looking lightsaber and and one that we've not seen in any other in any other fashion at all period you know uh we've never seen that color in a different blade very much like you know you just don't see purple very often but black is the yeah. this is the only time you see black so it's a very different looking lightsaber uh with some different ideas behind it yeah, and it has
0: quite a history behind it as well,
1: you know. And also, yeah, and also, as I was reading about this, uh, when 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 the idea for this kind of first came up in the Clone Wars, uh, Pre Vizsla was supposed to have a a vibra blade, which is something we've seen before, and even in the Mandalorian, he has that that vibra blade dagger.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but George Lucas himself actually wanted something a little bit different, and that's kind of where they went back to the drawing board with this and came up with this lightsaber, this dark saber uh, with a black right. blade. Um, So this is, this is a very unique lightsaber. It's something that we don't see, like I said before, very often at all. Mm-hmm. And to have this kind of come up out of nowhere in, in The Mandalorian was... That's, that's that's kind of where a lot of the excitement comes from. You know, it's just, it, it's a rare thing in Star Wars. It doesn't, ha- you don't see it very often. And it's a rare thing in Star Wars that we've only seen in animation before and uh, some comics and, and things like that. Uh, but we've only seen it in that fashion. And now that we've seen it in live action.
0: Uh, yeah, now it's it's made its way into live action stuff. It, so it's, it's
1: really cool to see in, in you know, with, with, Real tangible characters around it, you know. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, th- Adam, thank you for
0: taking us through the journey of the dark saber and um, where it where it's been throughout the years. So it was definitely some interesting stuff, and I'm looking forward to filling the gaps between. Yeah, yeah. Um, how how it got into Moff Gideon's hands and and where it goes from there.
1: Yep, for sure, definitely.
0: So, Adam, do you want to wrap things up for us for
1: this week? Yeah, yeah. Let's oh. head into the wrap up segment. I'm just glad you're here at the end. Thank you again for joining us for the podcast. Uh, We've had a blast talking about all kinds of news and clone wars and Darksaber and Rebels and just a a whole bunch of fun uh, Star Wars discussion this week. Uh, Really encompassing a whole lot of different aspects of Star Wars. Uh, So it's been a ton of fun. Uh, Remember... To if you're listening to this, to subscribe to us on your on your favorite uh, podcatcher, we're on a, a number of different ones. And if by any chance we're not in the one that you use, let us know. We can look into adding it. And if you are listening to us on iTunes, please leave us a review. That actually really does help a lot. And uh, if you want to be super helpful, and you don't listen on iTunes, but you have a Windows computer, you can download iTunes and still review us on iTunes. So uh, it really helps us kind of. Uh, Get the show out there uh, so that more people can see it and and be a part of it. Uh, remember to check out the website from a certain point of view dot com. Uh, we've got a couple new blog posts up there, and I'm working on a new one for uh for Monday. Uh, it's continuing the canon catch up uh, series, we'll be looking at uh, kind of a meta. <laughs> it's kind of a meta week this week because uh, we're looking at from a certain point of view, uh, which is the short story collection uh also shares its name with our podcast so
0: yes indeed
1: uh, <laughs> and of course uh check out the socials uh twitter is at certain pov pod facebook page is from a certain point of view the discord server the link for that will be in the show notes and our email is uh certain at gmail.com and with that, Josh has a new uh, a new idea that we want to kick off this week, so I'm going to kick it over to Josh.
0: Okay, so um, we have something new for you guys this week, and we're going to do a little bit of Star Wars trivia. So I have uh, three questions that I'm going to be asking. The first two, Adam and I will answer, and the third one. Um, I'm going to put it up to you guys to answer this one, and we'll have it out on, on Facebook and Twitter and um, so that you can answer the, the final trivia question. The first question is, which three movies end with limb replacement surgery? Limb replacement surgery. So Adam, do you surgery. want to take a second to think about that and
2: Empire. see if you have an answer? Empire uh Attack of the Clones
1: and Revenge of the Sith.
0: Yeah, so I was thinking of the, the same three. So with okay. Empire of course we have Luke's hand being replaced. Right. Um Attack of the Clones it's Anakin's, Anakin's arm arm that Dooku cut off and then obviously Revenge Anakin of the Sith. We have Dang. the limbs that Anakin lost to Obi-Wan. Yeah. And that is the correct answer. The Empire yes. Strikes Back, Attack of the Clones, and Revenge of the Sith. Um, our second question is, who tells Chancellor Palpatine in the name of the Galactic Senate of the Republic you're under arrest? Uh, Mace. Mace Windu, indeed. Um, so the third question that I'm going to I pose the to... the Senate. yes not yet um so the question i'm going to pose to our audience is this is a pretty interesting question and it's a it's a little difficult but i think you can get it which jedi in the geonosian arena uses the force to incapacitate the battle droid with c-3po's head so okay. that is the question I'm posing to our audience and uh, that will be out if there you need on to
1: research. That's attack of the clones.
0: <laughs> yes. It's an Stuff. attack of the clones. Yeah. Um, so thank you guys once again for listening to our podcast and hopefully participating in it. We, again, we always want you to be an active part of our podcast. So respond yep. to our, our trivia question. Um, if you have any questions you'd like us to answer or ideas about topics we can talk about um please submit them on our various uh, social media um and and even the email address as well so yeah adam anything else to add to the end of our show
1: no i uh, just echo like what you said like uh, i hope you i hope you guys can reach out and like like we've said before if you have any ideas any questions any ideas for show segments if you want to be on the show just reach out and let us know we'd love to have you
0: all right everybody and until next time remember the force will be with you always